0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand. The place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Talking about how had a, um, an encounter and the angel was telling him about the importance of the shout in, in warfare. <laughs> he said sometimes when you shout, certain things are just released. Poof! into your life it's amazing it's not just about excitement tell someone it's not about excitement it's warfare yeah it's warfare and we see how it played out in Jericho amen hallelujah I am excited you know why because God is in the house. Amen. And that makes all the difference. I hope you didn't come to hear me. You he- you came to hear God. Amen. Yes? yes. Alright. Because if you came to hear me, you might be disappointed. <coughs> I'm not as organized. And... Uh, yeah. So sometimes... That might offend organized people. (coughs) Glory, glory, glory. I'm just trying to get my voice back. (laughs) Glory. Somebody pray for me. Stretch your hands. Pray for me. Lord, give him back his voice. (coughs) Otherwise, I'll just give you a script and say, go and read it. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. It's good to see you this morning. And uh, we've been talking about knowing God fully. Knowing God fully. Let this not just be a good message to you. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. I plead with you. Let it not just be a good message. Because my goal is not. Actually, God didn't send me to deliver sermons. Okay? God sent me to liberate people Amen. by the power of His truth. Amen. So, if, if it's just a good sermon, it's. You you can go and download sermons all all over the place. But I want to see your life change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to see this work in your life. So, I expect you to press in to God. I expect you to start praying, God, I want to know you. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what I expect you to begin to do if you've not started. I expect you to now begin to read your Bible to know God. To say, Lord, as I'm reading, I want to know you. Open my eyes. I want to see. Okay? Open my eyes. I want to see. You know, our generation has been influenced greatly by Greek method by the greek method of um, of education now the greek method of education you learn by the intellect mainly by the intellect so you learn by the intellect <coughs> and so with the greek you hear and you think that's how you learn You hear and you think. But the Hebrew method, which is the biblical method, you see and you experience. Are you getting my point? You see and you experience. So many times when we can think in a particular way, we are deceived into thinking that we know. Are you getting my point? You think you know because you think about certain things. Or because you heard something. You think you know it because you heard it. But you don't. So that is why you must not remain at the level of just hearing the word. You need to experience the word. Every word that is preached in this place is meant to be experienced. So that means you now take it. And that's why we have connect groups. Where we take it and we now break it down further. And we talk about ways that we can experience this thing. In our daily lives. But majority of Christians. Are not growing. The only thing is that their heads are growing. (laughs) Their heads are growing. It's like. Some of them their heads are too big for their shoulders. It's full of head knowledge. Zero experience. Zero experience. And that is not God's will. And that, do you know what? That kind of learning produces pride. That's the knowledge. The Bible says knowledge puffs up. Not every kind of knowledge puffs up. It's a particular kind of knowledge that puffs up. Knowing God does not puff up. Knowing about God can powerful. Are you following me? So, we need to seek to know Him fully. If you have not started waking up to pray and say, God, I want to know you. If you are walking and operating by familiarity, and say, oh, yeah, yeah isn't it Jesus? I, I, I mean, I knew Jesus. I mean, I... I received Jesus in uh, 2000, the year 2000, and since then I've been walking with Jesus. Really? Have you seen him? Yes? Have you experienced him? You just know the text, you just know what the text says about Jesus. Correct? And you are satisfied with that. You are not pressing further. No wonder we are not seeing power. No wonder we are not seeing glory. Yeah? So we must seek to know Him how? Fully. Seek to know Him fully. I plead with you. Let's seek to know Him fully. Or else we will be robbed by the delusion that tells us that we know Him. Only to discover at the end that you, didn't, you never knew God. You just knew about Him. You just heard some stories about Him. You were told in Sunday school about Him. And that's not knowing Him. God's desires that we know him. Amen. Amen? Amen? John chapter 17, verse 3. Jesus, towards the end of his life, before he went to the cross, was talking to the Father. In fact, let's read from verse 1. John 17, from verse 1. It says, Jesus spoke these words lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. He's talking to the Father. All right? So from here, you see that Jesus and the Father are two different people. I mean, two different personalities, right? Okay, it says, As you have given him authority over all flesh... That he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. He's talking to the Father. Then, look at what he says. And what? This is eternal life. That what? they They may know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This is eternal life. That they may what? Yeah. Know you. Not know about you. Know you. Not know about. Know. So many people know about God, but they don't know God. And they don't have life because they don't know God. They don't have eternal life. What is eternal life? Zoe. Zoe. That's the God kind of life, the God quality of life. That's the same kind of life that is in heaven. It's not just living forever. Eternal life is not when you die. It starts now, when you know God, and when you know Jesus. Are you following? Yes. So this is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God. Say, Lord, I want to know you. Amen. Amen. You need to know him, not partially, know him fully. You need to know him fully. There is power in knowing God. There's power in knowing God. Daniel 11.32, the B part says, They that know their God shall be what? Strong. Strong. And do exploits. Yes? You see? It says, but the people who know their God shall be strong. strong." So can you see that there is strength in knowing God? So when we say seek to know Him, that is the secret of your strength. Many Christians give up on life. Certain things come, challenges come, and all of that, and they don't have what it takes. They don't have what it takes. Why? They don't know God. I'm telling you, they don't know God. They're satisfied with just playing church. Just go through the rituals, just go through the routines, the rudiments of Christianity. Sing all the right songs. Say hallelujah in the right place. Say amen in the right place. Say praise the Lord in the right place. Jump at the right time. Come on. Shout at the right time. Dance at the right time. But no knowledge of God. No knowledge of God. And so when life comes, when challenges come, they wonder why they don't have what it takes. They don't don't have what it takes to defeat the challenges that come. Why? They don't know God. They don't know God. I'm telling you, they don't know God. So, my people, I'm telling you, it's time to know God. And to know God for yourself. It's time to know God for yourself. Your wife cannot know God for you. Do you understand? Your husband cannot know God for you. Your parents cannot know God for you. In fact, your pastor cannot know God for you. Everybody needs to know God for himself. Everybody needs to experience God. Do you know him? Or do you just know about him? You know some scriptures. You know John 3.16, right? Come on. What does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who should not but come on. Hey, give yourselves a hand. You know your Bible. You know your Bible. Do you know God? Do you know the God of the Bible? You know the book. Do you know the author? Do you know the author? I am inviting you to follow me on this quest to know the author. Okay? We want to be a church that knows God. Know God. Some people know the traditions of the elders, but they don't know God. Yeah? That's all they know. tradition They don't know God. But the good thing is that Jesus has made a way. Last week we were were looking at the new and living way that Jesus has made for us. I am telling you, if you don't know God, that means the coming of Jesus did not affect you. The sacrifice of Jesus the suffering that he went through Mm. did not have any effect in your life. Mm. Is it okay to talk about these things? We need it, right? It doesn't matter what needs you have this morning. I know everyone has different needs. Mm. But let me tell you, your ultimate need is to know God. Yeah. That is your highest need. To know God. And once, I mean, if you don't know God, you don't have eternal life. Yeah. Now, if you don't have life, wh- wh- what do you want? Imagine a dead, a, a dead body. You know, you go to a funeral. The person is in the casket. And then people are just lavishing the casket with gifts. I mean, the cops with gifts. They just come. They are pouring gifts, money, you know, Gold, diamond, and they're putting all those things into the casket. And the person is dead. Of what use is it? Huh? So many people are still dead spiritually. But they are looking for gifts. Think about it. Huh? Oh God, do this for me. Do this. A, some people only show up in church when they have problems. No, I'm serious. When everything is fine, they're okay. The moment crisis hit, they remember God. Now they come, oh, you know, and they be consistent until. Huh? Yeah. How will you know him like that? How? How are you going to know him? So you can enjoy his benefits, his goods, his benevolence. The Bible says God is good to the just and the unjust. You know? it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. God gives. He's generous. Do you understand? That's why you don't have to be born again to enjoy certain benefits. There are certain benefits that are general benefits. Okay? It's all from God. Every good and perfect gift is from above. From the Father of lights, Mm -hmm. with whom there is no variableness, Mm -hmm. nor shadow of turning. He is a good God. He cannot change His nature because of anybody. So out of His goodness, Mm -hmm. He will bless anybody. There are certain blessings. Mm -hmm. So, that's why you see that the the wealthiest people on earth, they are not Christians. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be. Mm -hmm. Where did it come from? A lot of them came from God. Yeah? Some of the breakthroughs, advancements, technology, and all these things that are coming out. Do you think it's uh, Satan that is giving them? He doesn't have it. It's God. If you get into that frequency, he will give it to you as well. So, those are general benefits. What. I mean, look at, look at the wisdom that he gives doctors. Where, where did it all come from? It's God. Huh? It's God, I'm telling you. Oh, you think God doesn't do transplants and all those things? He did. He performed the first surgery. Yeah. Put Adam to sleep, opened the side and <laughs> brought out and made a woman. You can't beat that. You just... He's the first person to put somebody to sleep. <laughs> do doctors do it. They put people to sleep. You know that when you are put to sleep, you are practicing death. Wow. Of course. Is that not so? Doctor, you people make people to sign before... Why, why do you make them to sign before? They may just die. They may just... Not come back, (laughs) yeah, yeah. If they don't, and if they don't wake you, can you get up if they don't wake you? Amazing! So, they are where did they get that from? That's what I want you to see that this thing God is loaded and He's good. Yeah, man should not be sick. God's plan is not that man should be sick. But man sinned. Sickness came out of his mercy. He said, you, although you love to disobey, and you brought this nonsense upon yourself out of my mercy, let me give some people wisdom to help you while I attend to other things. Until people now begin to call on God, then God can now heal them. But He has put a natural process in place out of His love and benevolence, out of His mercy. Or else we'll all be dead. Do you understand? Even animals have doctors. Why do they fall sick? It's because of Adam. Animals did not... What did they do? Apart from the serpent that allowed himself to be... to be used. But... other animals were faithfully serving God. Even up till now, birds are still worshipping God. They have not stopped. Some of us, birds worship better than us. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I am serious. They worship more than you. Yet you were made in his image after his likeness. Huh? But the bird, first thing in the morning, they, they, they are singing. You, you wake up, it's a bad day. Hmm? And if you are going to sing any song, nobody knows the trouble I have seen. Nobody knows. My sorrow is that worship. Huh? Self pity. Self pity. You see, one of the things about the Greek learning and the Hebrew learning is this uh, the Greek learning, man is at the center. Man is at the center. That's where humanism came from. Man is at the center. Man is being enthroned as God. I'm serious. That's the modern day religion. That's liberal, secular humanism. That's what it's all about. You be enthroned. As the God of your life. Yes? That's why they're taking God out of school. Taking God out of everywhere. Yeah, to make room for self. Oh, don't you know that? And the media is used to, as the evangelist. Of this religion. It's a religion. Yeah. Yeah. So, you... If you don't seek to know God and everything is centered around you, everything will fall apart. I promise you. It's just a matter of time. But the Hebrew approach at the center of everything is God. At the center of everything is God. So God should be at the center of your life. We sing the song, Jesus at the center of it all. Huh? Huh? Jesus at the center of it all. Yeah? Yes. He should be at the center. At the center of your life. At the center of your quest. Everything you do. Your life. Your career. Are you following me? Your relationships. Hmm? Your business. Everything. He wants to be at the center. He wants to be at the center. So even in, in your learning. Your education. God should be at the center. Do you know that if you go and look at history, universities in those days, theology was a s- central part of education. Is there anyone that can confirm that? Yeah, it was at the center. So, in other words, learn, knowing God, studying God, was at the core of education. Mm-hmm. Go and check, you'll see. It was at the core of education. But then with time, they started drifting. Drifting, drifting. God is taken out. God is taking out. Man is putting. And that is our problem now we cannot link god with education man yes god is out so we need to we need to call people back to god are you following yeah that's why if you go you, you go look at the first universities in america all those ivy league schools they were all christian universities At the beginning. All of them. They were founded on biblical principles. Now man has progressed. (laughs) Is that progress when you walk away from God? What kind of progress? May you not progress like that. That your progress is measured by your distance from God. Ha! Ha! That's scary. Yes? Okay. (laughs) Seek to know him fully. All right? So you need to know God. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. It's It's time to know God. Turn to another one. Say, neighbor. Say it with conviction. Neighbor, it's time to know God. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's time to know God. Because I believe that the days we're in are the days of great and mighty manifestations. But it will be preceded by knowing God. turn to hosiah hosiah chapter chapter 10 verse 12 it says sow for yourselves righteousness reap in mercy break up your fallow ground for it is time to do what seek the lord Till he comes and reigns righteousness on you. So it's time to seek who? The Lord. the Lord. It's time to seek the Lord. Look at chapter 6 from verse 1. Same book. It says, come and let us return to the Lord. For he has torn, but he will heal us. Amazing. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. These guys had drifted away from God. They had rebelled against God. All right? So the prophet, God raises a prophet. In those days, God used to raise prophets to bring his people back. Back to himself. Because man always has a tendency of drifting away from God. It didn't start today. It's always been the case. Then God will send people. And so here the prophet Uzziah, he says, come let us return to the Lord. Hey, it's time to return to the Lord. Amen. It's time to return to the Lord. He has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. Look at verse 2. He says, after two days, he will revive us. Amen. Hallelujah. After how many days? Two days he will revive us. On the third day he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. A day is what? How, how, how is a day in the, in, 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 in the eyes of the Lord? A day is a thousand years. All right? A day is a thousand years. Two days. Two thousand years. Hallelujah. So we drifted away. Alright. After two days. This is the time for the fulfillment of this verse. Hallelujah. Yeah. So after two days. You know, the church, after the first and second century drifted away, went into darkness, abandoned the heritage, abandoned the divine deposit that Jesus left behind, abandoned the power, abandoned the glory, abandoned the kingdom, and embraced tradition. And the church became powerless. The church became lifeless. You study church history, it talks about the dark ages of the church. You need to go and study church history. Come to Bible school, learn church history, you will be shocked and amazed at the nonsense that was going on in the name of God. It is a shame. I'm telling you. People were paying for salvation. People were were paying for the salvation of their loved ones. They have to give offerings so that, you know, they have to give so much of this and that. Oh, my goodness. Let's not even go there. But on the third day, we're in the third day. Hallelujah. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. at verse 3. Let's read it together. 1, 2, 3. Let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. It's time. Let us know. Touch somebody. Say it's time to know. Let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of God. That is what we should pursue, be pursuing. The knowledge of God. Some of you pursue runs more than knowledge of God. No wonder there's no peace in your life. There's so much chaos. Because the God you are pursuing is mammon. Mammon, you pursue mammon. Mammon promises but will never deliver. Over promises. Under delivers. Yes? Didn't you know that? You think money can buy everything? You'd be shocked. Haven't you seen billionaires commit suicide? Say, oh, pastor, you're just saying it because you don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't have billions. That's why you're talking like that. Don't worry. I have more than that. I have more than that. I have more than billions. Hmm? Amen. I'm worth more than, more than the the the, the entire economy of Africa and the world. Amen. Hallelujah. It's up to you to determine your value, but I know my value. Mm. Yes? So if your value is tied to money, you are in trouble. You (laughs) are in trouble. I remember uh, reading this. I can't even remember who I read it from, one of these prophets. I like to read books about heaven and all those things, so I know know what to pray for, what to aspire for. And to prepare for my, you know, my eternity. So this guy, he goes, he goes to heaven, right? He is in heaven and he's walking with Jesus. They're talking. And then they get to this place and they see a wall. This wall is made up of, of precious stones. So Jesus tells him, "Take, Put your hand in and bring. take one of the stones. And he takes it. There was a diamond he took. And you know what Jesus told him? Jesus told him, he said, that diamond can run the economy of America for 200 years. One stone. Think, I I mean, can your mind, can your mind process that? Huh? One stone from heaven. And you have access to all of that. Hallelujah. So I look at that and I say, wow, this is incredible. I, 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 don't, I don't even know the what the GDP of America is now. I know they're in so much debt. Only God will save them. But trillions. So multiply that by 200. That's the value of one stone from heaven. That's the value of one stone from heaven. One day I was in a dream and somebody... You know... Somebody was uh, talking to me and then I saw a diamond fly from that person. And it entered into me. So I'm carrying... (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't know about you. You know, if you seek the kingdom, listen, if you seek the kingdom, what you will receive will be more. So, this diamond entered into me and it settled. So, I know that what I'm carrying, hallelujah, is much more than the earth. Yeah. In value. Okay? Why am I saying this? Seek the Lord. Amen. Seek God. Seek God. Amen. Yeah. I'm not I didn't I'm not I'm not looking for any diamond or anything. Yeah. Alright? I didn't go looking for it. It was just an interaction. Okay. So spiritual things are real. When you seek God, there are certain things that will be deposited into your life. There are things, valueless things. Things that are of eternal value. That will be placed into your life. That nothing in this world can buy. There is no price. No, there is no system on earth to calculate the value of your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, you need to seek the ultimate. Seek to know God. Seek to know Him. Okay, I know Jesus is my Savior. That's the start. That's the beginning. What else do you know? Huh? Do you know? Okay, you know Jesus. What does He look like? What does He sound like? Hmm. Have you ever touched him? Mm. Yeah. But you know you can. Mm. You, you, you have not built your relationship to the point mm. where you can touch. Mm. Mm. Yeah, not everybody can just come and touch me. What For what? <laughs> How can you touch yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> there are some people that can and some people cannot. I can't just walk on the street now. Somebody just walks up to me and they talk. What? I say, are you all right? There's something wrong with you. Huh? Yeah. But you see, it's, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. You have to have a kind of relationship, which many of us don't have yet, with God. Sick to know Him fully. Say, Lord, I remember years ago when I was, when I had my, one of my life death experiences and I was before the Lord. You know what? I couldn't touch him, but I just wanted to kiss his feet because I just knew if, 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 if anything. Just, just, your, just your feet, Lord Jesus, I just want to kiss your feet. Then I heard my wife's voice, Eric, come back. Shh. It just broke something. <laughs> because, yeah, I would have been drawn into him and I would not have been able to come back. Yeah. I would not. The point I'm making is that you can know him. Amen. You can know his feet. Amen. You can know his hand. Amen. You can know his voice. Amen. You can know his ears. You Amen. can know his eyes. You can know his heart. You can know his mind. You, you, you there's too much, too much to know. Amen. I'm telling you. Matthew chapter eleven. Matthew chapter eleven, verse twenty-eight. It says, Okay. It says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now 29. Look at 29. Come on. Take my yoke upon you, and what? Learn from me. Who is talking? Learn from me. Are you learning from him? Are mm-hmm. Who are you learning from? Who are you learning from? Who are you learning from? Mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Google. Google. Twitter. Come on. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. The the verse 28 says come to me. Let's go back. Verse 28. Look, look, look. It says Come to who? Come to who is talking? Do you know that that call is still on today? He was talking to the disciples, but he's still talking to us today. Come to who? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. It's time to come to him. Although here he's talking about all those who are, who labor and are heavy laden, some people can look at that and say, "I don't, I don't, I'm not heavy laden. I'm not, you know." So, does that mean you shouldn't come? Learn of me. Next, next, next verse, verse twenty-nine. He says, "Take my yoke upon you." So there's something you need to carry from Jesus, not from people. Whose yoke are you carrying? Talk to me. Whose yoke are you carrying? You don't even know. But you just know you are weighed down. You are carrying yoke that God did not place on your life. Yeah. Weight that God did not place on you. That's what you are carrying. You are carrying the whole world on your shoulder. Congratulations, God. You have now become the God that is carrying the whole world on your shoulders. Huh? Come on. Yes. He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. All right? I am what? Gentle and lowly in heart. I like the King James better. Put the King James Version. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am what? Meek. Meek. And lowly in heart. Can you see that? That's Jesus. He's telling you about his personality. He's telling you about how he is. In other words, when you meet Jesus, he's meek. He is lowly. In other words, he's not the kind of person that parades himself. Some of us are like that. Come on, but Jesus is not like that. He says, "You need to learn this from him. Mm-hmm. Seek to know him. Seek to know him. He says, "I am meek. You know what meekness means? It's beyond humility. It's beyond humility. Meekness has to do with power under control. So you have so much power, you can blast everything. But yet, you control it. Some of us, <laughs> uh, anybody comes near you with all the power you have you will finish them and you find out that in the book of psalms david tells us the meek shall inherit the earth it's the meek that god gives the earth to no wonder jesus was given everything his meekness his meekness Some things you are asking God for. God is looking for meekness. There's no meekness yet. So you are not ready. You are not ready to inherit certain things. Because of your lack of meekness. It pays to follow God. To know God. And Jesus came to show us the way to God. To show us God. He came as God in the flesh. Right? But he was the son of man. So that we can also live that life. So if Jesus lived it, guess what? You can do it. You can do it. So are you meek? Huh? He says, I am meek and lowly in heart. So lowly in heart has to do with humility. So in other words, he does not esteem himself highly, he humbles himself. Are you humble? Do you know that without the world was not anything made that was made? Without the word was not anything that was made. And yet the word was walking the dusty roads of Jerusalem. And these guys are making a mockery of him. They call him a demon. They say he was possessed. They say he had Beelzebub. This guy can blast them with just the breath of his nostrils. And because of meekness, he looks at them. You don't know what you're talking about. How many of us can behave like that? You see, if you don't know God, you cannot be strong enough to handle the things that the enemy will bring against you. Do do, do you notice the kind of... Things that came against Jesus. But because the, his knowledge of the Father made him strong, Satan couldn't defeat him. The religious community, the whole religious community was against him. Can you imagine? It's like the whole body of Christ against you. Can you survive? Oh, you don't know the power of the church. The church is powerful. These guys were coming against Jesus. But Jesus was just going. Meekness. He didn't try to prove any point. Seek to know him. Seek to know him. You need to know that this is how Jesus is. So you need to know Jesus. But not only should you know Jesus, you should know the Holy Spirit. You need to know the Holy Spirit as well. You, you must know the Holy Spirit. What? Communion of the Holy Spirit. How can, how can you commune with God without the Holy Spirit? You know that without the Holy Spirit you cannot be saved? He's the one that does the work of regeneration inside you. He's the one that makes you born again. He's the one that seals your life. He is God's deposit. You know? Down payment when you want to 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 buy whatever on HP higher purchase. Hmm? Not the computer. Stop thinking of computer. <laughs> yeah. So what 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 does what did God do? God says as proof that I'm going to pay for your total redemption. Holy Spirit is my deposit. Down payment. That's a down payment. That's what Ephesians tells us. Come on. Let's see that scripture in Ephesians. Where is it again? Ephesians. Say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you fully. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1. In verse, verse 13, it says, In him you also, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed. Can you see that? <laughs> With what? The Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. To the praise of his glory. Amen. So you see that the Holy Spirit is the guarantee. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, when you go, you want to take a loan, they ask, they want you to guarantee that you will pay this. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. They ask for a collateral or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee God put down. Amen. Ha! So why would you not want to know the Holy Spirit? That's why I like Benny Hinn's book Good Morning Holy Spirit. He he helped us to understand that the Holy Spirit is actually a person. It's actually a person. It's not just a power. It's not just a gift of, you know, tongues. He's beyond tongues. Tongues is not the Holy Spirit. Hello? Yeah, tongues is a manifestation. But it is not the Holy Spirit. It is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. Years ago, Pastor Sam had a series of encounters. And he was reading his Bible one, one night. While he was reading his Bible, a person came. And he saw the person stand over him. And like stretched over him like that. Like an umbrella. Sure. And Pastor Sam looks at him. He says to him, who are you? Huh? He says, you are not Jesus. I've seen Jesus before. Are you an angel? Mm. He said, no. Then who are you? He says, I am the Holy Spirit. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. I am What? the Holy Spirit. He says the Holy Spirit opened, he, 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 he stretched himself. He's like a dove. He's not a dove. He is not a dove. Okay? So some of our logos that have dove, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's a dove. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is not a dove. Hallelujah. He's a person. So Jesus, I mean, Pastor Sam said, he he looks just like a person. Mm -hmm. The only thing is that he has like wings. Okay, so he's a member of the Godhead that is able to, you know, under the wings. You know, in Psalm 91, It talks about the wings. Wings of God. He will cover you with his feathers. That's what he says. is it angel feathers he's talking about? No, 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 no. Hallelujah. So you, you need to know him as well. The Holy Spirit, he manifests power. That's why Jesus told the disciples, before anything, tarry in Jerusalem and wait. Wait for the promise of the Father. He says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Wait for him. Now, Jesus has spent three and a half years equipping them, training them, teaching them, impacting them, showing them how to make disciples, showing them how to turn the world upside down, showing them how to cast out demons, showing them how to pray, teaching, he taught them how to pray, Show them how to cast out demons, how to heal the sick, how to preach and all of that, what to preach. He taught them all those things. But he says, before you go, Wait, wait for the Holy Spirit. He says you shall be endued with power from on high. Okay? And they are there waiting, waiting. On the day of Pentecost, who says the Spirit of God, there was a sound like a rushing mighty wind. The Spirit of God came into that place. And then fire, tongues of fire on each one's head. That's the Holy Spirit upon them. So the Holy Spirit is not just oil in the bottle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oil is oil, Spirit is Spirit. Come on. Yeah, oil is symbolic. Is a symbol of the Holy Spirit, is not the Holy Spirit. That's correct. That's correct. Don't reduce the Holy Spirit to oil. He's not oil, He is the Spirit. But we use oil because it is a symbol. Okay? Yeah. Just like. Water is also a symbol of the Holy Spirit. There are different emblems, like fire. So go and take fire now and begin to blow here. (laughs) Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is this you need to know them because they are all different. And then the Father, my goodness, that's another ball pin. But Jesus came to introduce God to us. To make a way for us to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. To have a relationship with the Father. That's what Jesus did. So you need to seek to know your Heavenly Father. You need to seek to know Jesus. You need to seek to know the Holy Spirit. And when you know, power will manifest in your life. Amen? Amen. Are you ready for that? Each of them is different. It's only the Holy Spirit that Jesus says, listen, you can blaspheme against anyone. Don't ever blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. If you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, no forgiveness for you. Either in this world or in the world to come. No forgiveness. So the Holy Spirit is a sensitive. He's a sensitive part of the Godhead. Amen? So in human race, who are those that are more sensitive? <laughs> yeah. No, you, you got it. Yeah, the female is more sensitive. All right? So that is a part of the Godhead. That's the Holy Spirit part of the Godhead. And that's why it's the Holy Spirit that is called the helper... And the the, the wife is called the helper. It's a ministry. It's a part of the Holy Spirit. Does it make sense? Yeah. So that's where the sensitivity. So, ladies, don't feel bad about your sensitivity. It's okay. Amen. Yes. No, it's okay. It's in order. Turn to someone and say, it's in order. It's in order. It's in order. It's in order. Before, I didn't use to understand. Because I told you that if you study God, if you know God, you will know you. You will know you if you know God. I'm telling you. So you are sensitive, it's okay. Holy Spirit, too, is sensitive. In fact, it's the Holy Spirit that they say, grieve not. The Holy Spirit. It doesn't say, Grieve not Jesus. Jesus is not easily grieved like the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Are you learning something? You need to experience these things I'm talking about. You need to experience. The Holy Spirit is so sensitive that when He takes off, you won't even know He has gone. Because he can come and impart gifts to people. Right? Like some pastors, they still have the gifts of the Spirit. But the Spirit has left them. The gift is there. You can see prophesy. The Holy Spirit doesn't need to be there for you to prophesy. He gives the gift. Okay? He puts the gift in your life. Then when you grieve him, he takes off. He goes to every nation of oh, run yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And then he leaves you there and you are busy. Yeah. From a sign. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's not there anymore. Yeah. That is hectic. Yeah. That's a deception about ministry sometimes. Because The gift is operating. People are doing it. Do You know, it doesn't matter what I do, I won't lose the ability to teach. You understand? Because it's a gift. If I open the Bible, I'll still see something that, you know, will bless you. So I might think that because I'm operating in that, that everything I'm doing is fine. It's not. Yeah, he can just walk out. Sneak out. He's gone, because he doesn't. He's not. He's not aggressive. He's not. You know. Okay, I'm here now. Let us fellowship. No, 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 no. It's when you invite him. You have to invite him. Huh? You have to court him. You have. You need to have some time of courtship with the Lord. It's not just with your. Not just with your wife or your whatever. (laughs) I don't know what you call that one. So you fill in the blanks. So, But the point is that you need to have time. You need to make time. Spend with him. Get to know him. I want to know you. How do you feel about this? What do you think about this? Open my heart. Open my eyes. Help me. I want to know you more. Hmm? Yungi Cho wrote a book, Holy Spirit, My Senior Partner. Powerful book. My Senior Partner. That He has the biggest church in the world. Why? It's Working with the Holy Spirit. Working with the Holy Spirit. So, what am I saying? Seek to know God fully. If you know God fully He will tell you what to do about anything. He knows everything. He can guide you. All this hit and miss, hit and miss is because we are not involving Him in all that we do. Amen? Amen? You make mistakes but Guess what? Learn from those mistakes. Let those mistakes bring you closer to God. Some people make mistakes, they run away from God. That's dumb. Did you hear me? It is dumb for you to make a mistake and you run away from God. It's just like some people make a mistake, then they run away from church. What's wrong, What's wrong with you? Are you so proud? Huh? Are you, are you too proud? Too proud to be corrected? Yes? Big shot. Big shot. Nobody can correct you. Huh? Any of this thing is offensive. Well, if you don't repent, I advise you, to repent. If you don't, you will end up in hell. Yeah. Now, I don't care what gospel you have embraced. Okay? Maybe your, your favorite preacher on TV has told you something. If you don't know God, you're in trouble. It's time to know God. It's time to what? Know God. Know God. And to know Him fully know Him fully. Know Him fully. You can know Him by seeing certain things. You can know Him by feeling certain things. You can know Him by hearing certain things. Do you understand? Yeah. All of that is part of knowing. It's part of knowing like any relationship. Yeah. You have to progress. It's time to take the next step in your walk with God. Alright? It's time to take what? The next step in your walk with God. Sometimes set aside time. Hello? For every relationship there's need for time. Time. In your relationship with God, set some time aside to say, God, this time, just you and I. Mm -hmm. Block some hours just to be with Him. Because some of you, since you got saved, you've never had time alone with God. All the time you have with God is with everybody else. Can you imagine trying to be intimate in public? That's how some people's relationship with God is. I'm telling you. Your intimacy is always in public only. What is that? That's pornography. Spiritual pornography. (laughs) Yeah. That's what some of us are doing. Make time. I want to challenge you. To take some steps. I want to challenge you. To get closer. Do you understand? Yeah. Know God for yourself. God wants to reveal things to you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to show you things. He wants to show you your destiny. He wants to talk to you about your family. He wants to talk to you about your future. He wants to deal with things in your life. But would you give him time to do that? If you know him, you will know you. Let's stand up on our feet, please. Thank you, Jesus.